welcome to a special Cellar Dive episode of... Brutal Battle. Yes, so uh, this is actually our 11th Cellar Dive episode. 11. It doesn't really feel like we've been doing that many because there's still a ton of beer in the cellar. So, you know. Yeah. So the... Well, we keep buying beer, though. That's the thing. Well, but we're not... There was a time when we were buying at a very fast pace. Yes. And that became the problem. It created somewhat of a beer log jam. So now we're trying to work it down, but it becomes a little bit harder when you see a thing here or there where you're like, oh, gotta have this, gotta have that. Which our first beer in this lineup is one of those gotta have this beers. And actually, it's the Probably the biggest whale of a beer that we've had on this podcast ever. Dun, dun, dun. And I'm talking, we had, back in the day when it was even harder to get them, Hunapu, Mexican Cake, uh, Heady Topper, uh, Goose Island's Vanilla Rye, you know, all that stuff. Back when it was even harder to get, like years ago. So, it means something special that this is that big of a beer. So, in our typical fashion, we're kind of competing so we'll mm-hmm. see who's the best. That's <laughs> loose. Loosely competing. Yeah. But this should be a really good lineup as I look at it. Um, so the last one we did, number 10, was actually a really awesome lineup. That was the one with the Age Surly Darkness oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the Age Silencio by Wicked Weed and the Consecration from Russian River yeah. and the aged um, Bourbon Barrel Aged uh, Devil's Milk from Duclaw. So... That was a really good one. I think this could be better, even, potentially. Yeah. Let's see. All right, so we're going to go to the first one. The first one is one of my beers, and this one's actually going to take a little bit of time to get open because it's capped, and then it's corked. So you don't hear anything as I take the cap off. You may hear something as I take the cork off, but i got to have a little bucket here to make sure I don't have any problems. So this actually is, I'll let you know... Cantillon by Brasserie Cantillon. It is their classic goose out of Belgium. They just say it's an ale aged in oak barrels. This is considered to be one of the premier sour beers in the world. It's very hard to get a hold of. People are all about it. Uh, specifically, Brasserie Cantillon is out of Brussels, Belgium. And I believe this beer is 5% alcohol. I don't see it listed on here, but it's 5%. I saw it online when I was looking up. So this one I actually got off of a website. People check to see if you're able to get beer shipped to your state legally. We are here in Maryland. We've had that the situation for about two, three years now. Yeah, not all that long. Yeah. So I'm going to open this up real quick. Oh, there we go. A little bit of a pop. Yeah, no, uh, no yeah. overflow, which is nice. So I do want to say that... Um, I'll give people a tip on this. So I got it from uh, a website called craftbeerkings.com. And they do have good selections on beer. So, like I said, check to see if you can legally get beer shipped to your your state from online retailers. Because Craft Beer Kings does a really good job. It's mainly a lot of West Coast stuff, but they do get some more, like, Middle America and East Coast stuff. Like, just recently they had Hetty Topper from The Alchemist on there. Hmm. But the problem is with, like, a Heady Topper or, like, Cantillon, as soon as they let people know it's on the site, it just flies off it. Like, they restocked their Cantillon goose just today. I know because I get, like, their email newsletter. 
and I checked and I checked when the email came through and what time it was that I looked on the website just because I wanted to see if it, it was already gone. And it was less than an hour and it was already gone. So people, I'm going to give you this tip. If you really want to get something like Cantillon or The Alchemist or whatever, you can go onto the website, do a specific search for that beer, and it'll still be on the site, but it'll say sold out. So just keep checking back every now and then or every day, depending on how badly you want that beer, to see if it is in stock again. Typically early in the morning, because as soon as they send that blast email out, that's when all the buying, when like the buying frenzy occurs. And it's just gone. So with this beer, I got super, super lucky. I happened to check at like 6.30 in the morning during the week. And then like an hour or so later, they sent out the email and then it was just gone. So just a tip for everyone. Now you're you're giving away all your secrets. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'd rather share that kind of yeah. information. So, I mean, I'm not going to... I'm not going to be continually checking in and trying to buy all the Cantillon. Yeah. How much was that? So this is a $40 bottle. Yeah. So we're not going to be buying a lot of this. Right. Exactly. <laughs> this is, as I thought when I bought it, like this is potentially a one and done. Maybe, maybe, maybe another. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe another Special day down the road. Yeah. I see some available and I'm like, oh, we'll do it again. But this is a, a bucket list beer, as Kyle Norman has said before. So what does it look like? Real orange. Yeah, yellow yeah, orange. Has a little haze to it. Very bubbly. Yeah, a lot, a lot of carbonation going on in there. But tiny, it's a nice tiny bubble. Yeah, it's like almost champagne-ish. I almost spilled mine. With how effervescent it looks. Let's smell it. So this is just a typical goose, a traditional goose, if you will. It smells skunky, doesn't it? Oh, I don't know. I I wasn't getting that at all. Smells like barnyardy, a lot of funkiness in there. I'm getting like honey. <laughs> yeah, I get honey, but I also get like lemon funkiness. I'm getting more like yeah, like tart. Um, yeah, no, there is there is a good amount of like a lemony tart in there, but I am getting kind of a barnyard note, not... like just kind of like a funky barnyard, like Brett type funkiness. Um, it smells a tad bit skunky to me. Which we had a beer on the podcast recently. I can't remember what it was. And it smelled kind of skunky, but it didn't taste that at all. So maybe it was one of those situations. Soft. It's so soft. Damn. It's so, like, smooth and wow. delicate. It just, like, dances across your palate. Wow. Yeah, it's interesting because it's... It really is, like, very light... It's so easy to drink. It's, the best way I can describe this is it's kind of like there's a buffer on top of your tongue. Each time you take a sip, like, you can taste the lemon and you can taste the honey and you can taste that funkiness. But it's like, it glides across your palate with a a layer like right below it to keep the sourness mm -hmm. from, like, really assaulting your taste buds. It's really, it's crazy smooth. Yeah, it's really delicate. I don't taste the skunkiness I said I was smelling. The finish is a little... A little bitter? Yeah, like um, the first bite maybe into a grapefruit. 
Yeah, I could see that. Like, kind of like the, the actual grapefruit rind. Yeah. Or have you recently, because we've been eating a lot of blackberries recently, If you, when you, like, first bite into a blackberry seed, that kind of, you get, like, a yeah. quick bitterness. It's kind of a little bit like that. This is really good, though. It is really good. Would I say it's worth the $40? No. 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 Yeah. Not no. this particular. No. Kyle Norman had a different one with raspberries in it. He had the Rosé de Gambrinus, which was like a raspberry lambic that they did. And he said it was amazing. And that was picture that's posted on our Instagram. Yes. Because Carlin bought that as per instructions from his wife. Yes. I was able to get two Cantillons. I, was, I secured them about a week apart. Because I got the one for him, and I was like, man, I'd really like to have a Cantillon someday. Because I've never had Cantillon. So I just kept checking back, checking back, checking back. And that's how I figured out the pattern of when you need to get on there and get those beers. So really lucky to have had this. And how much was that other one was about $50? It was 50 yeah. yeah. The uh, the Raspberry Lambic was more. I could so. see, like, a fruit added to this would really kind of tip it over the edge of being a good from a good beer to a great beer. Depending on what the fruit is, you know, because each person's into a, yeah. a fruit differently, like peach in this, yes. would be crazy amazing, in my opinion. I mean, the raspberry, though, would be... But the thing is, this is such a light beer that I would think that if you're putting fruit in into it, especially enough fruit to, like, really do it the way people would want it, the fruit is going to be, like, 100% center stage. You know, okay. you're not really going to taste... That the base beer so much, it'll mainly just be the fruit. Which, Kyle Norman had said that Gambrinus, it, he said it just tasted like fresh raspberries. Mm-hmm. Which is an awesome flavor. Mm-hmm. You know, can't get That's that. That's true. I guess, yeah, I guess it depends what you want. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's really good. Smart. I mean, it's, to me, this is a beer that definitely is going to be a, better with food and a meal. Oh, this would be great with a meal. I mean... You know, we talk a lot about, like, what's a great Thanksgiving yeah, beer. This. this would be an awesome Thanksgiving beer. Like, turkey stuffing, gravy, Brussels sprouts, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Go Yams, even. Like, all of it. A big holiday meal. Doesn't have to be Thanksgiving. <laughs> but, to be honest, you're not really going to be sharing a Cantillon with people for Thanksgiving because it's expensive. <laughs> if you can it even depends. get your hands on it. It depends how much you like your family. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> and how much they are into beer well and if you can even get it like that too that's the big thing i've been doing craft beer for how long now like 12 years and you've been doing craft beer well i've been drinking (laughs) craft beer i've been interested in trying to get cantillon and have been actively looking for five years six years i don't know it's it's and like we've seen it on menus and it's like oh we're out oh we're out or we have everything but the cantillon oh no we're yes like Okay. We literally have been at least two places where they have Cantillon on their menu, and they're like, we would like to get Cantillon, and they're like, we don't have any more. I'm like, why is this on your menu then? You should say that it's not there. Oh, and there was one that we went to, that was, oh, I think we talked about it when we went to to, um, Portland, Maine recently, where at that bar, I forget what it was called, Uh, Nova Res? Yes. Nova Res, that's right. We went there, and they literally do have Cantillon on their list. But they said that they couldn't make it available because they were about to have Zwanza Day, where they have, like, all the Cantillon available. And I was like, it literally was just, like, days away. Yes. And I'm like, ah, because yeah. we weren't going to be there. I was like, come on. 
But here we go. We have this Cantillon. Okay. And I bet it costs less that way oh, than yeah. it would have at Nova Res, so. Okay. So the next one is my pick. Wait, was it Nova Res or Navare Res? Oh, it may have been Navare Res. I don't I'm sorry. Remember. Anyway. Rebecca's first pick for this. Okay, so my first pick is, and I just pulled this out because it was going to be a mystery beer for the podcast, and Carlin doesn't didn't necessarily have anybody set up to record a mystery beer, and I was like, this is hoppy, I don't want it to go bad, and I really like to drink this this time of year, we're recording, you know, just after Christmas, so. That sounds sad, the way you put it, it's like, I don't have any friends to record with. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can get some people if I want to. Yeah. You don't have any, you just don't have anything lined up. I can have friends if I want to. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this is, so this isn't like a super like cellar dive. This was a no. happy beer that we need to drink. And I am excited every time to have this, this time of year. It's, it is good. Um, Pennsylvania Tuxedo by Dogfish Head. It is a pale ale brewed with Pennsylvania spruce tips. Um, and it is 8.5%. And I know we've had this on the podcast before. I don't know in what capacity, though. I know. I was thinking about that, and I was like, ah. Uh, I mean. I mean, I don't care as that you, we're duplicating it. It's just. I mean, I remember when the podcast first started, I remember being able to remember every single beer that, like, okay, this is a mystery beer, this is a mystery. And now I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah, well, after six years. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I think it was on the podcast. Was it a mystery beer? Was it a... You're not going to remember at least two beers every single week for six years. Yeah. Impossible, like, pretty much. What is it, was it a brewery showcase? Was it... Yeah, exactly. It's too tough. It's too tough. Yes. Anyway, regardless, it at least has been a little while, and... This is really dark orange. It is. Like, kind of burnt orange. Definitely, yeah. Definitely has those red undertones. Yeah. And you can see through it. Pretty well filtered. And I will say, I'm, I mean, I feel like it's probably been a year since we've had this. At it just least. comes out. Potentially more. I don't know. It only comes out once a year. Yeah, it's a year. Did we even have it last year, though? Maybe not. I don't even remember having it last year, to be honest. But this is one of the few um, piney, resiny beers that I, I like. This is one of the few beers with actual pine needles that I like. Because they're... There are a few beers out there that we've had that actually have pine added to it, and it's not good, but this is one of the rare occasions that it is good. I think the other one is the Block 15 Christmas Ale. Oh, yes, but the yeah. Hoppy out Holidays? Oregon. Yeah, Hoppy Holidays, I think. Which we've had it multiple times. The first time we loved it. The second time it wasn't as good. This year... Emily brought one home. We haven't had it yet. We will. But we will. We'll give that a go. Hopefully, if we can pry it out of Erica's fridge. So, does it smell like pine? It does. It just smells yeah. so inviting. Like, I'm definitely getting the pine, but I'm also getting some of that citrus orange. Yeah. It just smells like the holidays to me. It does. It's the For me, it's the right kind of smell of the holidays because the other smell of the holidays is like crazy amounts of nose-assaulting spices. Mm. And that's what gets me, and I'm just like, Because <laughs> you know my nose is sensitive to smells, so when it's yes. like crazy spicing, I'm like, ah! We went over to my sister's on Christmas Day, and she's like, oh, Carlin's here, I need to blow out all my candles. Well, it's not just a smell thing with the candles. I have asthma, too, so candles burning will actually set my asthma off, so it's a yeah. health concern. 
like a legitimate one. Yeah, but it smells like it's got plenty of um, pine. It smells resiny. And then, like you were saying, all that nice citrus just sitting right under the pine. I just took a sip. But every time anyone says resiny, I always think I played Mm -hmm. the violin for, what, third grade till I finished high school. Well, till high school. And you have to resin your bow. Yeah. I played cello when I was in elementary school. So, yeah. One year? Maybe two. But yes, one or two. Trumpet, That's but that I, that I played for a long time. Played the piano a little bit when I was young, yeah. too. And the guitar. And the guitar and the baritone horn. I did not know all this. Yeah, so I played a bunch of stuff. Anyway. Not was... good at any of them, really. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of like, just did it. Yeah. So I was kind of the violin. Cross that off the list. <laughs> Cross that off your bucket list. Tried it. It's like the Canteon. <laughs> did it. Tried it. Um... This is good. I think it's so good because I like, I really feel like you get that like candied orange. Definitely. That kind of gives that like sweetness to back, you know, give that nice backbone and to balance out the, the pine and the, like you can, it'll taste like a Christmas tree. (laughs) I think it tastes like dead on what it smells like. Don't you? Mm Mm-hmm. It's like candy dehydrated orange. So like concentrated sweet orange flavor with a nice amount of pine and it's resiny. And there is, if you search for it, if you really pay attention, there's that little slight Cheerio, naked mm. Cheerio note on the finish that like you love. So um, it's just a good beer. A good is. holiday beer. It's good. I mean, it, it, when you're drinking it you, and you know what this is, you think sap. You think oh, yeah. a little bit of, like, sap mixed in with an IPA. Yeah. It's good. That was another reason I almost didn't want to do it as mystery beer, because I'm like, I feel like this beer is, like, you would know what it is right away. Yeah, 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 probably. But then I really wanted, when I do mystery beers, I pick largely what I want to try. Yeah. And then things that, like, I do like, and then balance it out with things that either Carlin will definitely not like, or... <laughs> Maybe hard, you know, if you're tasting it blind. Yeah. Okay, so moving to the third beer and my second beer of the two, uh, it is by the brewery, specifically the sour arm of the brewery that they call Brewery Teru, and it is Fuzzy Bubbles, but Bubbles is B-B-L-S, so it's kind of like the abbreviation of barrels. Um, so this is a, excuse me, this was a release from this year, it's a 2018 it is 30% sour stout and 70% imperial stout aged in bourbon barrels with peaches, apricots, vanilla, and lactose. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. And the ABV is 15.7%. Hold on. What's on the side of that? Is that just something to pull or is that just... Oh, no. This is just... Where the wax... Yeah. So oh, the, okay. the bottle's waxed and there's like a little tail hanging off of where the wax was. So just so people know, the uh, computer stopped recording um, what we were talking about. So we're just going to kind of recap the smell, our initial smell. We haven't tried the beer yet. This is something that happens with this computer from time to time. It's not often, but every now and then when I'm recording, it'll just like stop. And I don't look at the screen constantly because it's to the side of me. So when I do recognize it, I'm 
like, crap, where did it stop? Hopefully it's at an opportune point. Yeah. So, anyway, we got the top off this beer. We poured it in our glasses. We haven't sipped it yet, but we did smell it. So, what does it look like, right, So, we said it was Just dark. kind of, yeah, like stout porter. It doesn't look quite like an imperial, you would, as you would think. Yeah, you it's definitely, see. like, thinner, you know, thinner around the edges. Yeah. Although when you swirl it, it does look like it has some decent legs coming down, so you can tell that it is higher ABV. It's just kind of like slow coming down on the edges. And then we both were saying our first sniff, I was like, what the F? Because it's super confusing. Yeah. Um, and then my second sniff, I was just getting a ton of vanilla. Yeah, the, yeah, there's a lot of vanilla in there. I do get a decent amount of like a milk chocolate in there as well. I'm definitely getting fruit. I don't know if I could pick out what type. So knowing what's in there. I mean, knowing what's in there, I can pick it out. But right. if I didn't know, yeah, I could tell it's something fruity, but I don't think I would guess. And I would say knowing what's in there, I would say I smell more of the apricot than peach. Would you, would you feel uh, that way? I don't know. That's what I think. There's, not, there's a little bit of like a coffee roast in the nose as well on the end. It smells pretty complex and good. Well, it tastes super complex. And I will... Ooh. I mean, that's... Whoa. Right? Whoa. <laughs> Holy crap. This is like flavor explosion. It's like a roller coaster ride. Yeah. And that's one thing that I think the brewery always does well. It's like the layers and layers of flavor. Um, very rarely will I have a beer from them. Even if I don't like it, I can appreciate the complexity. It tastes fuzzy. You think so? Yeah, no, it does. Like, you know, I don't know. It's just how the beer's constructed. Like, I get a lot of the apricot and the peach coming together, and it just kind of tastes like I can taste the peach fuzz. Like, the texture of the peach fuzz on your tongue. What's so confusing to me about this beer, though, is you get, like, you get the flavors, the dark presence of the stout, and you get the vanilla, and you're like, okay, I'm drinking a dark beer. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it's like... Peach apricot punch. To the face. And you're like, (laughs) whoa, I wasn't expecting that. Rebecca did the punching I did. And then I couldn't think of what punch this was. (laughs) It's not an uppercut. Is it it a hook? I think it's a... You did a hook because you came around the side. Yeah, I think it's a right hook. Yeah, you did a right hook. Yeah. So Fuzzy Bubbles right hooks you on the tongue with peaches and apricot. You aren't expecting it. That's true. I mean, it does start with a lot of that vanilla and... There's a lot of vanilla in there, and I think helping to increase the perception of that vanilla is the lactose because mm-hmm. it gives you a creaminess along with it, which helps you pick up on the actual vanilla. But it's just like – it's kind of like a really awesome smoothie. Yeah, it's you know? really, really, really well done. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, when you picked this, I was like, oh, okay. Because sometimes when you read me the names of these beers, it's like – the ingredients and everything. I'm kind of like, all I hear is stout, aged, and wah, 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 wah. <laughs> it's like, it's too many steps. It's too many ingredients. I'm like, I just need to drink it. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> and that's my down, like, the downfall of the brewery. Because it's like, okay, just get to the point. What is it? But the thing is, when you read what this beer is, it sounds like it could be a train wreck. And easily. Well, a lot of their beers sound like that, though. Yeah, but then like, they just, they finesse the hell out of it, yeah. and it ends up being great. And this yeah. beer is really good. Did we say what size this bottle is? Yeah, I was saying it was a 375, yeah, which, which is nice. So nice. Thank you, brewery. we can enjoy it, just the two of us, and not waste beer or feel like... Yeah, because 
we don't want to drink a 15.7% 375 just because one especially with a flavor like this it's a lot of fl- Ooh, excuse me it's a it's a lot of flavor and sometimes you get kind of palate fatigue I'd rather like have it in smaller amounts so the so the 375 for us to share is perfect especially with high alcohol which by the way you really can perceive the alcohol initially in the beer and then it starts to get masked by all the peaches and apricot and vanilla. Oh, see, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I, I don't perceive. Initially, I did. No, like I my first two sips, it was like it kind of burned going I mean, down on my first. two I think sips. I was just so flavorly confused. <laughs> I mean, I was not yeah. even thinking about that. I was like, "What is happening?" Your first sip is definitely confusing. It's like this moment of you don't know what to think. Your yeah. brain's like. Wait, this, that, this, this, that, that, uh, wait, uh, what, what, doesn't know which way to go. All right, the last okay, beer. the last beer, we're doing another brewery one. Also 375 milliliter bottle, and another one that we wouldn't want to do in a 750. Carlin initially was going to put this in. We did a little switcheroo. Yeah, we Carlin was going to put it in, and then I forgot, and then I was like, I'm thinking in my head, I'm really excited about this beer, and he's like, I switched it. I'm like, well, I wanted it. So I'm putting it in. It's cherry chocolate rain. It is an imperial stout aged in bourbon barrels with vanilla, cacao nibs, and tart cherries. And it is 19%. Boom. Oh, my God. (laughs) You like that? Another high ABV. See, this is what I'm saying. 750 milliliter. No, thanks. Okay, let's see if I can do this the right way. Because part of what you guys missed on what ended up being dropped from the recording because the computer stopped, was me struggling to get the other beer open because of all the wax on the top of it. Yeah. So you didn't miss that much, to be honest. With You know, kind of worked out in the sense. All right, so here we go. The Cherry Chocolate Rain, which I will say, as I pour it, that um, the regular Chocolate Rain has been one of our favorite barrel-aged beers by the brewery, and we have had plenty of barrel-aged beers by the brewery. And I love cherry stuff, so. Yes, Rebecca's I'm a cherry really- fan excited about this i love chocolate cherry except regular chocolate covered cherries because i think those are kind of gross yeah aren't they usually like maraschino cherries or something it's just the cherry tastes like prefab nasty so i have to this looks real thin yeah yeah i can like see the bottom of my glass yeah i can see through it it looks even lighter than the fuzzy bubbles to be honest not much of a head to it at all. You can tell it's high ABV as you swirl it, and those legs are just super slow. I can smell the ABV on the nose. <laughs> but doesn't it smell crazy chocolatey? I can't get past the booze. There's a lot of booze. It does sting a little bit okay, when you sniff. Yes. And then behind the it's booze. chocolate. Once you burn off all your nose hairs. Yeah, singe those bad boys. Then you can smell the chocolate. <sighs> it smells... It smells like, what am I trying, what do I think? What type of chocolate? It's kind of like semi-sweet. Yeah, I was, I, you know, I was going to say my, first I was going to say milk chocolate, but then I was like, no, it has some dark. Yeah, it's kind of in the middle there. Yeah. I don't know if I'm perceiving any cherry. I don't. I I can't pick out cherry. It's just more that syrupy. Yeah. Boozy. Yeah. I, I do feel like there's a fruitiness. Right. But you wouldn't necessarily say, oh, that's definitely cherry. And you can tell it's like something dark. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. But beyond that, yeah. You're okay. like, is there plum in there? Is right. it cherry? Is it fig? I don't know. I'm going in. Some sort of fruitiness. Raisin. Because you do get a little mm-hmm. raisiny note on there, which is common with beers that have high ABV, so. Thoughts? It burns. Well, it's close to 20%, so. To be honest, yeah, I'm burn. not, I don't, I'm not really, I'm really, first of all, I don't, I can't articulate what I want to say. Yeah, obviously. For it being an imperial stout, I am a, I'm not getting much of the stout characteristics, which I really want. Well, I think you're mainly getting the chocolate. Because isn't there, like, actual... You said cacao. there's actual cacao in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's the thing. Like, with stouts, with imperial stouts, you usually get a lot of chocolate and roastiness from the malt. With the addition of chocolate or cacao or cocoa nibs or whatever, a lot of the times that will take over. And you won't, like, get it from, from that. But it does seem... It's, so it's syrupy because of the high ABV, but the body for me isn't what you would expect from a high ABV Imperial style. Yeah. I, I, I have to be honest, I don't really, I don't really like it. I want to like it and I feel bad saying out loud that I don't, but I, I, it's keep, keep going. Though. I mean, I'll give it a chance and we'll see what happens when it warms up. Cause honestly, as I keep going, your perception of the alcohol comes down cause you just start getting used to it. Not saying that's not a bad thing. It's, you know. Um, but it is it is starting to taste like a cherry cordial. Things, as you continue to sip, I think things are starting to even out. For me, at least. I don't Because the alcohol's less hot. Just, it's dominating less. And it, it is then allowing the cherry to start coming through. And it's not like one of those, like, light-flavored cherries. It's a very dark-flavored cherry. I like it. I like it. it. I think it hits what it's supposed to be. I do think it's starting to really taste like a cherry cordial, uh, chocolate and cherry. The question is, is that your thing? Like, it, I mean, its flavor makes me visualize Black Forest cake. Mm, I love. I mean, I like these flavors. I just, like, I think the 19% is unnecessary. Yes, I agree. And then that's one of the things that I struggle with with beers from the brewery, their barrel-aged stuff at least, is that their ABV gets so high and it's so unnecessary, in my opinion, for the actual beer. Prime example being Black Tuesday. It's like 19 point something percent every year. So it's basically 20%. And does it taste great? Yeah, it tastes great. But is it kind of hot and it's too much alcohol? Yes, I, I definitely think that way. Then you have their lesser version of it, So Happens It's Tuesday, which is, I think, 11%, I want to say. So significantly lower, and you can get, you can focus more on the flavors in that. It feels more appropriate. It's still high in ABV, but you can focus on the actual flavor of it more than you can Black Tuesday, in my opinion. I still, so, I'm... Yeah, I agree. I say all that to say I totally agree that it's it's inappropriate for it to be this high in ABV. Yeah. I, okay. I'm disappointed. I still like it. I don't. Because I think they did what they were supposed to. I'm not huge on cherry stuff, but I recognize that it's done like, well. I No, I don't think. It's like so thin and imperial stout. No. Rebecca's raging. 
I mean, your own beer went against if you. <laughs> I if I didn't if you if I tasted this wine and you told me this is an imperial stout, I just would think it's like an ale or something. Mm. I mean, you I mean you might like, you might think it's like I don't know. You, someone could say it's like a barley wine yeah. with with chocolate added or something. Yeah, but I don't like it. I see what you're saying. It's you okay. Know, you're rating. I it? like it, but you know, I am ready to rank. I feel like there's a fire in my esophagus. It is burning a little bit. <laughs> that's what happens when you have stuff that's really high ABV. So, and this is why I'm saying this is perfect. That it's a three seven five. Another thing that they've been doing, which is smart, is putting them in sixteen ounce cans. So, that's good. Anyway, um, my number one is the fuzzy bubbles. I'm sorry, people out there who are probably screaming, saying, how can you not make Canty on your number one? I can't, because I think the Fuzzy Bubbles is better. Um, they're very different, but yeah. that's what we do on this podcast. We compare very different things. The, the I'll just tell you, my Canty is my number two. It's very awesome. It's very well done. It's very delicate. It's very finessed. Um, but that's the thing. is Fuzzy Bubbles is also very well done, very finessed, you know, has a lot of flavor going on. Um, so I, I, for my taste, I like the fuzzy bubbles more, but the Cantillon's a close second. Uh, and then after that's the Pennsylvania tuxedo because it's very well put together, especially for a style that I'm typically not into with the actual pine in there. And then the cherry chocolate rain has to be last because like Rebecca was saying that alcohol is inappropriate and <laughs> it's not stout enough. No, it's not. it's it's just been taken over by alcohol that's actually made it not very stouty. I feel like I'm a fire breathing dragon. Nice. What's your thing? What's my thing? Your lineup. Oh, the alcohol's hitting my brain. Ugh. I'll just tell you right now. But I will say I took another sip of that cherry chocolate rain, and the chocolate per, my per, chocolate perception increased even more. So it's re- really chocolatey for me right now. Okay. Well, that's good for you. Um, my number one is also the fuzzy bubbles. Yeah. Did you think that's what I was going to say? I, yeah, I thought so. Um, my second is Pennsylvania tuxedo. Yeah. My third is the Cantillon. Okay. And the last is cherry chocolate rain. I do feel bad not rating Cantillon higher, but I'm sorry. Just because it's hard to get doesn't mean it's good. Well, I mean, it's still quite good. It's still very good. It's, it's good. Just, it's, it's just that I'm like, it, we had a, another beer in the lineup that we liked more. Well, and also, and I'm like, what, what do I want to go back to? What do I want to drink again? But I will say this. The Fuzzy Bubbles is not easy to get either. That's uh, true. As far as I know, you have to be in, the, in one of their beer societies to get it. But you... Well, yeah, that's true. So that is also quite rare. Yeah. So there's two quite... Well, the Cherry Chocolate Rain is also really rare, too, so... I feel like I just can't drink any more of this. <laughs> All right. We'll see what happens. I, I'm I'm enjoying it. I am worried about this, though, because if I don't drink anymore... <laughs> I'm going to drink it all. You are. And then you're going to be like... <laughs> Not getting up in the morning? Yeah. <laughs> That's a bad idea. And you'll be like, well, what was I supposed to do? You this, weren't helping me out. And I'll just be like, this Cantillon will straighten me out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reference to the movie The Night Before, if people haven't seen it. It's yeah. a good Christmas movie. Seth Rogen, Anthony Mackie, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It's good stuff. We saw it twice this Yeah, because it's funny. <laughs> anyway, um, good lineup overall. 
I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, another, nice another successful cellar dive. And we'll see what we have for the next one because I already have a beer in mind for the next cellar dive. That should be real fun. Hmm. Teaser. It's sour, but it's got a lot of extras added. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Check us out on Instagram and please remember to keep it brutal. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production.